wanted to see if there's a way to actually spend less money and actually eat better. Everybody, I think, has a point where they feel full, but they still eat. Welcome to Mean Green Money, the UNT Student Money Management Center podcast that explores everything you need to know to be financially successful in college and beyond. Today on the show, we have George Mihala, a UNT graduate student who has developed a system for eating healthy without spending a lot of money. Hope you enjoy. Can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, hi, my name is George. I'm going to be 28 years old soon. I'm a PhD in computer science. I study AI and machine learning. I'm originally from Romania, and I'm here to help you save money, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So can you give us kind of a brief overview of... Uh, your process for eating well on a budget, and then we can maybe dig into a few more specifics. I guess this is all started because we actually had the need to save money. You know, we actually were in a position where we had a lot of debts, and the the salary that I'm come that I'm getting it doesn't cover a lot. So it was really important for us to save a lot of money. So we're kind of forced to do this. <laughs> it wasn't kind of a choice, mm-hmm. and then we decided hey, even. You know, we don't have a lot of money to spend, you know, on anything. And food, obviously, we have to eat because now we get hungry. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, let's not buy cheap food or something. That's not just because we don't we don't have enough money, you know, we still think that we should eat well. So we wanted to see if there's a way to actually spend less money and actually eat better or at least eat, you know, reasonable. And that's how it started, basically. Was it hard at first? Did you ever feel like you were deprived of food that you really wanted to eat or anything like that? Yeah, it was. And at first, it, it felt like that probably a few weeks. Uh, but then I kind of realized, you know, just giving up like snacks or stuff that, you know, is just like a compulsive buying, which then I realized it was kind of funny because, you know, I would see something that a cookie or something or Oreos and I said, I really feel like eating an Oreo. And then I was, yeah, but, you know, we don't have enough money, so, you know, let's buy more broccoli. <laughs> yeah. How long did it take you to get to the point where it's, like, normal for you to not be spending money on unhealthy snacks? Probably, like, a month, a month and a half. Okay. That's so it didn't take reasonable. forever before you felt good about it? No, no, I guess... So would you say it was easy for you to, like, differentiate from, like, a need versus a want when it came to grocery shopping? Yeah, yeah. Even, even now, we kind of started to... Uh, get back on our feet with money and so on so now we kind of spoil ourselves once in a while but then I kind of realized you know this was I don't feel the need of you know spoiling myself mm-hmm. that often uh, what is your biggest like, spoil yourself food that you eat I don't know maybe you know buy a steak and just make a really good big meal out of it and a spoil will be even if we eat more than we actually have to. That's another thing that we realized. We were just eating more than we actually needed to. And sure. So did you notice like effects on your health too when you started? Yes, eating? I actually. It was kind of weird because we were eating less, but we actually had more energy and kind of feeling. I was feeling better, you know. It just sometimes if you eat real, if you eat a lot then you kind of get to feel a little bit tired and so on because the body tries to digest that much food. But this way, it was I actually had more energy. So Yeah, yeah I've noticed the same thing. Like when I stop eating out and start cooking at home more, suddenly you feel a lot better in your daily life and not just when you're eating. 
So do you do anything like using coupons or shopping at multiple grocery stores to try to find the best deal on everything, or you just kind of stick to one place and look for the consistency? At first, we were sticking with one place, and I've been here for like a year in Denton, and I guess everybody goes to Walmart and say, yeah, Walmart is really cheap. So that's where I started. And then I kind of started to explore, and some of my colleagues say, oh, why don't you go to Winko, because they have some really cheap stuff there, and then Aldi opened, and then some people talking about Sprouts, and then so on. So we started exploring all the stores, and after like a few uh, few weeks or like a month or something, we kind of had like a map in our head, at least, where we say, oh, we're not going to buy broccoli from Walmart, we're going to buy from Winko because it's cheaper. We're not going to buy, you know tomatoes from there because it's cheaper there so we kind of now when we go to Aldi we know exactly what to buy there that's mm-hmm. cheaper than every, everywhere else and what to buy from Winco is cheaper from everywhere else so it's so, kind of a small road trip when we can like, yeah, kind of go shopping. You get to experience all the stores so yeah. what does Aldi do best? So Aldi they have I think the cheapest like avocados and we like the we call the cherry tomatoes the grape tomatoes mm-hmm. Usually, like, vegetables and fruits, they're really cheap at, at uh, Aldi. And pickles, I mean, for example, pickles, we buy, like, 99 cents a jar. And, like, the cheapest one at Winco is, like, two and a half bucks or something like that. So it's just, like, small things that kind of add up. And canned, canned foods are kind of a little bit cheaper at Aldi. Then we get a lot of, I eat, like, flower seeds in the morning. I like to eat, like, banana with peanut butter and so on. So all that kind of flour or flower seeds or granola or something we buy from Winko because you can you can j- just buy as much as you want from there. so things like that okay so you kind of yeah found which store has its things that it does cheaper than all the other ones yeah do you have any kind of written record or spreadsheet of that or is it just knowledge that you kept in your head from all these groceries? at first we were kind of writing down and you know kind of see oh this is cheaper this is cheaper and then i guess if you after a month or so, then it's just embedded in your brain. It's like you, now we just go shopping. We don't even think. We just kind of know exactly what we're going to buy. And we always try to diversify because usually people, when they try to save money, they stick only with the with pasta and they only eat that. And we always try to diversify and say, you know, this week we're going to buy more fruits. Next week we're going to buy more meat. Next week we're going to buy more vegetables or stuff like that. And we always go like, if they have an offer or something, we're just going to buy more, and I guess that's going to be the thing that we eat most that, <laughs> that week or something. Um, how long do you think it, would you say it took you to get used to kind of that habit of knowing this is what I need? And you know, you, you know, I said you like you got rid of writing it down. Uh, how long do you think it took to kind of just become like a normative thing to do? So we were going like every two weeks to uh, grocery shopping, and I think like probably the third or fourth time you kind of get used to it and it's like a no-brainer so how much has the amount you spent on groceries changed from before you started doing this to when you started making a commitment to low-cost healthy eating yeah at first we were kind of obsessed with this because we were trying to save like a lot of money and we kind of reached at one point where we were spending like 100 dollars for like two weeks we always try to go grocery shopping for two weeks that's like our time frame and we usually, one time even managed to do like $90, like under 100 And we usually buy like a lot of canned food. If you buy a 
corn or beans and all stuff like this, which is just like 50 cents, 60 cents that you can easily cook in that. And probably if you want to spoil ourselves a little bit more, we probably spend like 150, 160 every two weeks. And is this just for you and your wife? Do you have other people you're feeding with? Just me and my wife, yeah. So were you guys equally on board with this from the beginning, or was one of you the driving force behind trying to save grocery money? I guess kind of equally, yeah. And we everything that we eat, it's always cooked. I mean, we always spend time cooking. And at first, it was kind of a pain because you're not used to cooking that often. And you say, you know, you get home late and you say, oh, I don't have anything to eat for tomorrow. And you have to cook, even though you're really tempted. And so I'm just going to buy something tomorrow on the go. That was probably really hard because you kind of get used have to get used to like cooking in advance mm-hmm. and so we got smarter and say oh, we're just gonna cook in the weekends for like a half a day or something and then we're just gonna freeze whatever whatever we have and then every day we just take out of the freezer and you know have a meal or something so that makes it a lot easier to resist the temptation to go out because you have an easy meal it's not like you have to spend an hour cooking at the end of a long day and you would just rather go somewhere yeah exactly yeah because you don't have to spend that much time but now it's kind of weird because i don't even feel like it being a burden you know cooking every day or just fixing something up you know every, every day every night or it just got easier and one thing that kind of shifted for me because a lot of people see cooking as a burden and I, I just started feeling really good about cooking because I'm just kind of know what I'm doing and I know what food I'm eating and I know that's really good for my body. So it's like a, it just feels good, you know, like cook, you're like investing on you, you're like you're doing something for you. Yeah, I found the same thing when I started cooking more. Like, it's nice to just have that as my evening de-stress routine instead of, oh, I have to go cook. It's like, no, I get to go cook, and it's going to feel good, and it's going to feel alive. And, like, my, my wife, she's always, like, paranoid about what's what stuff it's inside, you know, stuff that you buy mm-hmm. already cooked and something. And she's always kind of obsessed with that. So this kind of gives her more control about what we're eating and kind of makes her feel better, too, and more in control. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that definitely makes you both feel better, kind of knowing more about what it is that you're eating. So what are some of the favorite meals that you've come up with? At first, we were eating uh, a lot of broccoli. We were trying to keep like a one part vegetable, one part meat. So we would have like either broccoli or green beans or asparagus if they have it like on specials. And meat, we will usually do chicken because it's a little bit cheaper. And at first it was kind of basic stuff, like nothing, you know, fancy. And then we kind of got bored of that. And then we started like trying new things. And right now my, my wife, she kind of learned how to make a, it's like a tuna pie or something like that with some kind of vegetables in it. Or we eat a lot of um, tortillas. So we buy wheat tortillas and we basically just roast them. And you can put cheese, you can just put some corn, you can put some meat inside and just have, make like a quesadilla, something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's really easy snack. And Yeah, it saves you time and it tastes good. Yeah. Are there any failed experiments that you've had in uh, learning to cook more for yourself? Anything that's just been terrible? <laughs> she was trying to make like a spinach pie and I think she tried like four or five times so <laughs> she kind of got it right. And we finally had to eat the one, the first ones that were not that good. <laughs> so you still ate so, all of the ones that didn't turn out that well? Yeah, because, I mean, it was such a waste of 
and uh, we also feel bad. I mean, if it's leftovers or something or food, I just feel really bad of throwing it away. So I'll, we always try like to eat it, even though you know it's maybe it's not that good. Maybe you can just put more salt or something, put some <laughs> put some ketchup will work. So, what advice would you have for people who are just starting out trying to eat healthier and save money? I guess you gotta be really motivated and. For us, the motivation was saving money, and I guess you can think of, you can also think of saving money because having a savings or having some money put put aside, you know, in case something happens, makes you feel better, and that should, I guess, that would be a enough motivator to actually, you know, start this food diet. I guess I would call it, yeah. and I don't know, just try it out at least for a week or something, see what happens. Yeah. And I found that it kind of helps when you're linking two different goals together. It's not just that you're trying to save money. It's not just that you're trying to eat healthier. But they kind of go hand in hand. When you start eating healthier, it also helps you save money, and you're able to achieve both of those goals. Yeah, you always. It's always good to have a goal or just have a motivation. If you're just trying this, like oh, I just want to try this because I heard somebody, then you know, a few days after that, you, you it's not going to work. Well, I tried eating healthy, like for me. And something I, like, struggled with was, like, kind of like what your wife, she kind of, like, stresses on, like, what's in the food? How did you, like, know when it comes to, because you know how cheaper food sometimes, it could be, you know, preservatives and all that good stuff, like frozen canned food. How did you know which one was the right one? Which one was, like, the right one for your buck when it came to canned goods or frozen goods? So, the thing is, if you start with, like, really, really raw ingredients, then you know exactly, you know, what's what you have in your food so the most raw that you can start with then the better it is so the more process the more cooked and the more processed food of course the more bad stuff they have in it and usually when we buy something i will always look at the ingredients and i mean i'm not an expert and just see if it has you know corn syrup or stuff like that i just look like how many ingredients it has you know if it has if you buy some donuts, let's say, and they have like two pages of ingredients, you know that's crap. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the kind of stuff that I look for. If I want to buy something that has more than, if it's something really basic and it has more than five or six ingredients, then I know, you know, that's that's not good for me. That's crap. That's like a really easy just way of going. Not an easy way of looking yeah. at it. Yeah. And my wife, she, she knows a lot more. She's actually studying nutrition and all that, so she probably knows more of what ingredients to use and all that and i kind of tried to reassure reassure her because there's like a limit because you can be really paranoid even doesn't matter what diet you have you can always be paranoid about stuff because she was saying okay we try to eat more vegetables but a lot of vegetables you know they're sprayed with dif- different kind of stuff or they're modified genetically and stuff like that and i say yeah look but you can't be that paranoid that means you have to just you know move out of farm and just raise your own stuff. <laughs> yeah. But I guess there's a limit, you know, where you can be... Sometimes, yeah, it can be hard to figure out what that limit is. You know, is it worth spending more money to get organic groceries? Or is it, do I have other things that I want to do with that money? And it can kind of be kind of hard to make those decisions sometimes. Uh, so how did you kind of approach those decisions with her and her concern? Of when is it appropriate to buy something more expensive that might quell uh, some of that paranoia a little bit? We would always start as sprouts because I guess that's where a lot of healthy stuff are and we see what kind of offers they have there. And a lot of times they had cheap vegetables that are way cheaper at Walmart and Winco and so on. 
So we always start there because I think they're they're a pretty good choice. And I know even I was talking with her and she was saying that even if you buy apples and they're kind of sprayed with some stuff, even if you wash it, there's still some there. It's already in the fruit, so there's nothing you can do. And I think there's a limit on you know, how how paranoid you can be about that. <laughs> yeah, and you know, an apple with a little bit of pesticides is probably still better than Oreos, right? Yeah, 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 that's definitely. <laughs> or maybe. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Still kind of question, yeah. <laughs> no, there's a lot of ingredients in Oreos, so I assume. Because I guess in our society, it's really hard to have some control on what, what kind of food you're buying. Even though you're cooking your own and doing what me and my wife are doing, it's, it's still hard to have control on that. And you said you were from Romania? Yes, we're both from Romania. Okay. Are there differences that you've noticed in how people approach grocery shopping or cooking and eating food here versus where you're from? It's really weird because in Romania, if you want to shop and the way you shop here, like to eat healthy and buy a lot of vegetables and all that, that's actually cheaper to go. It's really, really cheaper to go. We have a lot of like a farmer's market and it's way cheaper to go there at a farmer's market than to go at a supermarket or something and buy stuff. So it's actually cheaper to eat healthy there, which is kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, that's actually the same thing. Like, I, um, I'm Lebanese, and when I went to Lebanon, that was, was actually, like, the same way. And it's also, the cool part is, you don't waste as much food back home. Isn't that right? You kind of yeah, learn, exactly. you, people, people over there learn how to ration, like, ration their food. That way, you're not, you know, overcooking. You know, you, you cook for five instead of just three, or whatever the case may be. That's, that's something that always stands out. Yeah, like uh, my and the way I was taught, like my mom would just cook maybe once or twice a week, and she would just cook a really big pot of soup and then really a few other types of food, and we would just hold this for like the whole week or something like that. And I think a lot of people can save money, save money on food here, if they just eat as much as they actually need. Because I mean, if you don't do any workouts or if you don't run all that, you probably need half of the food that you're actually eating. So, That's a big waste. Yeah. If, you know, there's somebody listening who's like, wow, I probably do eat twice as much as I need. Uh, what are some of the first steps to kind of getting that back to normal and being okay with eating less than you used to? It's, uh, for me, it was a really simple exercise. I mean, I would start eating and then everybody, I think, has a point where they feel full, mm -hmm. but they still eat. They still continue to eat because oh, I still have a few, you know, I just got another bite of a sandwich. I'm just going to finish that. And I started saying, no, I'm just going to leave that last bite or, you know, that last piece of meat or whatever. I'm just going to leave it there. I can just put it on and eat it tomorrow or something else. And if you start really slow, really slow, then maybe in a few days or a few weeks, you're going to end up eating, realizing that you're eating way less than you did before. So I think you got to go, you know, baby steps. Don't try like a big step and say, you know, today I'm just going to eat half of it. No, because then you might going to have a lot of cravings and, It's not going to work out. <laughs> yeah, definitely easier if you take it gradually instead of just, bam, trying to cut your eating in half and then you're hungry and cranky and all of that fun stuff. And I, I think a lot of people realize that sometimes you just eat not because you're hungry, just because you feel like eating. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just something, something to do, do exactly. Yeah. And I usually try to spend as less time home because usually when I spend a lot of time home, I'm always, you know, feel the need of opening the fridge and whatever it's in there. Yeah, you get kind of that bored walk around the kitchen or, oh, it's noon, it's lunchtime, whether or not I'm actually hungry. Yeah, like, uh, you know, I kind of just have a snack and then you say, oh, well, at four o'clock, I always have my lunch, you know. So even though you had a snack, you know, 10 minutes earlier, you still... <laughs> yeah. 
so yeah just try like stay busy and like do other stuff until I mm. actually have to eat so did you go through an adjustment period when you moved to the United States and saw oh like this is how people eat here where you were kind of started eating like uh, people who had been in the United States longer and then you realized ooh this is not working when you had to save money it was kind of a change to my body that I kind of felt because a lot of stuff when I moved here were really sweet. I mean, even the bread, like everything was, that's, that was like my, my biggest shock. Yeah. Everything American was like, like sweet. Yeah. And that kind of, it was a pretty big shock for me. And then the second shock was like, okay, now I have to start learning how to cook because I never cooked for myself. I always had my mom. My mom would never let me cook. Even though I wanted to help her, and like, no, get out of the kitchen. You know, yeah, four, four moms are like that. Yeah, they're like that. It's like it's not like they don't want you to learn. So they they just they want to cook for you because that's they make them feel good. And then so I realized, okay, I have to start cooking for myself. And you know, then went well at first. I mean, it was a learning curve for that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was nice. And now I kind of I, I like cooking. I like to try stuff, and and I like as I have. I have a lot of Indian colleagues, and I always like to try different recipes or food from other countries and all that. And I had a lot of friends from Jordan, yeah. and really good food. And I learned a lot of things to cook from them. And yeah, I'm really open-minded when it comes to food. I really like to try stuff. Doesn't matter what it is. No Mediterranean food. You know, if you make it, if you if you're actually making it, it's actually not as expensive as uh, how much you pay for it, like at a Mediterranean restaurant or something. So that's a little. Yeah, it's really nice. Have you ever had, uh, I know you and your wife, you said we're on the same page, but anybody else that you cook for or eat with or social uh, times when it's expected that you all go out for a nice dinner, uh, have there been any kind of ramifications in your social life with eating this way? Yeah, so like we because we're like eating way less than we did before, we realized that if you go to a restaurant and if we each of us buy a meal, we won't even finish that meal. I mean, it would if we buy a meal and we split it. That's perfect for us, which that kind of turned out, I guess, great. And for cooking for other people, I had some friends that visited me last year, and they were kind of on the same page with us, so that wasn't a problem. They were kind of a little bit really careful what they're eating. But the good thing is that it started to rub off on my American friends. Because I kind of told them like what I'm doing and I feel better and so on and they say okay well what do you eat in the morning and so on and, well look you know I just have some peanut butter you know I have a banana I always try like I always eat a, like banana or peanut butter and then I can mix it up with like seeds and stuff on and they're really cheap I mean to do that and actually I had a problem at first because I couldn't find something that I could eat in the morning that's really light really easy to make and you know just could kind of have it on the go because. I guess a lot of people just, you know, just fry some eggs and bacon and so on, pancakes. I mean, for me, that takes too long. I just want something that's done in like a minute or two. So I just grab a banana and I kind of get my fork and I kind of smash it. And then I put a little bit of peanut butter and I kind of mix it up. And yeah, either I put oatmeal or I put different seeds and so on. And sometimes I use like uh, frozen, frozen fruits with it. And it just tastes really well, and it's pretty healthy. I'll have to try that, because I'm one of those people who, if I make breakfast in the morning, it'll be eggs. But then, you know, I can only make breakfast if I have 20 minutes to spare, so yeah, exactly. Have yeah. To try out. We only cook breakfast in the weekends. We always have a really good omelet with a lot of vegetables. Mm-hmm. 
we probably have like you know only two eggs and probably use a lot of a lot of vegetables and yeah, so it sounds like you've definitely been able to find ways to eat really well be healthy and not spend a lot of money on it yeah exactly and one thing that i do once in a while i try at least well not at least but around two times a week not eat anything in the morning I mean, try to keep, like, at least 12 hours or, like, 13 hours, 14 hours, kind of a fasting, mm-hmm. you know, or at least, you know, drink water. This also helps. I mean, I was talking with other friends, there, and a lot, I see a lot of people doing this, kind of a short fasting, I guess. Yeah, and does that help with the psychological part of it, too, is realizing that, all right, I can skip a meal and I'll still be fine. I don't need to eat just because it's the norm to eat three meals a day. Yeah, exactly, and... I guess the easiest part is just to, I guess if you if you skip breakfast and then you kind of take a really late lunch, it's really hard to like. It's really it's really easy to start eating late than mm-hmm. to just stop eating early. Yeah. Because <laughs> you just woke, wake up. I guess at probably first couple hours you're kind of hungry and then you kind of forget about it and then you know I have work, I have school, I have that and I kind of forget about it and then at two or three o'clock I have lunch and I feel great. You know. It, and it kind of feels like your stomach is like smaller, it's like it's the right size. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but if you try not to eat in the evening, that's the time when you're sitting at home, you might get a little bored, you're wandering out and seeing what's in the fridge. Uh, definitely sounds like morning would be an optimal time. Yeah, right? for but, at least for me, I guess. it's, And that that's another thing. I guess people have to try different things because I'm not saying that you have to do it this way. It's just try different ways, probably a thousand ways, and maybe you, you're going to find one that's perfect for you. Is there anything that we haven't thought to ask you that you want to share with anybody who's listening, trying to eat healthier? I guess it's really important to work out, to do some kind of workout. doesn't matter how much. What is that for you? For example, if I sometimes I don't feel like doing at all workout, and if I say, even if I do five sit-ups, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's better than nothing. I always say, you know, if, even if I do five or three or two or one even or something like that it's always better than just doing nothing yeah because i think a lot of people feel like you know just got to start sweating and so on you know it's Mm -hmm. it's good only if you're doing like a minute or something Uh, even if you run i just run i just run five minutes you know a few times a week and that's always better than nothing yeah and it's the same idea that you were talking about with food kind of starting slow and taking those baby steps you know with working out it's just doing five push-ups you don't have to commit to a full 60 minute super intense workout in order to see the benefits of moving more and living a healthier life. Yeah, exactly. And because if, if you start really small, then you, it kind of builds up, then you kind of want to work a little bit more, want to kind of do more sit ups, want to do more push ups, and then so on. You kind of, but yeah, it doesn't matter how many, just just do it. Yeah. You pretty much summed it up. I mean, that's definitely respectable how you, you notice to eat healthy because, yeah, like you said here, it's, it's a little opposite from, from back home. And- it, it's yeah. more it, it's more expensive to eat healthier, which is the wrong ideology, but here we are. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, it's definitely respectable. I didn't think it was possible, but here, here, this man is in front of me telling me right now that <laughs> it's definitely possible. So, kudos to you. And I guess another thing, um, before we started this, um, before my, because my wife moved here last year, and before that, I was kind of more obsessed with like going to the gym and working out and, you know, building up. So I kind of was taking a lot of, started taking proteins and all those powder stuff. And I think I took for like almost two years. So for almost two years, almost every day, I had in the morning like a milkshake. 
and I would put like some powder, put a banana, put some peanut butter. And I just thought that maybe that was the best. I always needed a lot of proteins mm-hmm. to kind of build up immune muscle. And at some point, maybe that was true. I mean, there were some good results. But then after that, kind of my, I got a really digestive problem, really big problem after that. I was getting like uh, heartburns and mm-hmm. things like that. And I guess drinking the same thing for like two years kind of affected like my digestive system and then it was a pretty big hit and then since then since that happened i kind of changed and moved towards more vegetable more more of a balanced diet i think that's that's way better because i guess probably some probably mostly guys they just want to get as much protein as they can but you can get a lot of proteins from vegetables too so i know most of this conversation has centered around groceries but you mentioned you were just trying to save money across the board were there any other areas that you focused on when trying to save money besides groceries? Yeah, I guess it was electricity. I guess we were using our car less, but less gas. Okay, so or, taking the bus, turning off the lights, that kind of stuff? Yeah, kind of basic stuff. And then we didn't have any other options than that because, mm-hmm. you know, I guess our life is pretty simple right now. That's pretty much it. Yeah, well, thank you so much for letting us interview you. Well, thank and, you for uh, sharing having your me. wisdom with the UNT student body. <laughs> thank you for having me. Yeah. Any final words of wisdom or anything else you'd like to share? Always start small. You know, always have a goal. And I guess just don't give up, or at least don't give up that easy. Once again, that was George Mihaila. The Student Money Management Center is your on-campus resource for all things personal finance. More information can be found at moneymanagement.unt.edu or by stopping by our office, just the Hall 313. Any feedback or ideas from the show can be sent to money.management.unt.edu. If you enjoyed the show, please spread the word to your fellow students. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful week.